We're in the final teaching of the Oasis. This is the last one. Oh, this has been so good. I can't believe I've been in this series this long. I, I went back because I always got to look to see what I wore so I didn't wear it again. So I use the app for other things. And I went back when I started this. Do you know I was wearing a short sleeve shirt? So I'm saying, hey, it's time to end this series. <laughs> but this is the final teaching. It's been really good because what we're looking at, I want you to go ahead and Isaiah 35. Why don't you go ahead and move on over there? If you don't have a Bible, that's cool. We'll put it up on the screen. But Isaiah was the prophet and Jesus had not come, but Israel had heard of the Messiah that would redeem them. And, uh, but Israel, God's chosen people, had just wandered from God. So much sin and judgment was coming on, so, so much so that God would allow enemies to come, put them in exile. It was horrible. Ravaged the city, destroyed the temple, everything, everything, everything. And Isaiah is pronouncing that judgment upon them that's coming, but at the same time, he says... There's going to come one that it's going to be like a desert, but he's going to bring joy to the desert, rejoicing. The desert's going to be glad. It's going to rejoice. And, and what he was pointing to was Messiah, Jesus, that was coming. So he's looking forward. Isaiah is always looking forward. When Jesus came, how many know what we do is we forget to look back at what he's already done and what he's doing inside of us. And he says, he said, here's what's going to happen, Israel. And they're thinking it's just national patriotism. They're wanting their country to be restored. He said, you need Jesus. You need Messiah. And he said, Jesus will bring you and bring rejoicing back to the desert. And you remember what he said? He said, he's going to hear you and you don't need to fear anymore, but he's going to destroy your enemies so you don't need to fear. So he's not just going to be your praise. He's going to be your peace. And then he said, then when he becomes your peace and when Jesus comes, he said, the blind will see, the deaf will hear. He's going to say, he's going to bring healing to people's lives. How many thank God Jesus is our great physician, our healer? Amen. We learned that. And that he said that, that, that then he, there's going to be springs come out of the desert. Rivers going to flow. Things are going to bloom and grow in your life. In the middle of a desert, there's going to be this growth. There's going to be this oasis in the middle of the desert. No matter what you're going through. And we discovered that river, that stream is the picture of the Holy Spirit. How many know Jesus is our baptizer in the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit comes alongside you, which is called the paraclete. He comes, he restores, he counsels. And then last week we started... He becomes your purity. And that's the thing that we struggle with is can I be holy? The answer is quit worrying about holy. Take care of hungry. Hunger and thirst. Because you can't do holy. There's only one that did it. And his name is Jesus. You get hungry He'll take care of holy because he's the only holy one. And so let's start there. Isaiah 35, verse 8. He's looking forward, but we get it through Jesus. Watch this. He says, and a great road will go through that once deserted land. It will be named the highway of what, everybody? The highway of holiness. He said, evil-minded people will never travel on it. So what the Lord is saying here is if you're going to enter into the presence of God eternity, listen, this is temporal world, okay? This, this all ends for everybody. 
But he says that outside of the rapture of the church being taken away. Listen, he says, oh, no evil will enter in that place ever. It will not make it. It will not make it. Evil people, evil my people will never travel on. It will be for it will be only for those whose walk, who walk in God's ways. Fools will never walk there. Lions will not lurk along its courses. No demonic spirits, nor any other ferocious beasts. There will be no other dangers. Only the redeemed will walk on it. Those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will enter Jerusalem singing, crowned with everlasting joy. Sorrow and mourning will disappear, and they will be filled with joy and gladness. That's when I walk into the house of God. It's not just eternity is what he's talking about there. It is that, but it's not just that. He's saying right now, my spirit in the middle of the desert things on this temporal earth, joy and gladness and holiness can be for my people who walk in my way. Now remember, people say, I can't get on that highway. Well, that's what they didn't think back then because Assyrians had ravaged everything and they didn't want to get on the roads because it was too dangerous because enemies were around. He said, that's all going away with Jesus Christ. That's all going away. Jesus is what gives you freedom on this highway when you walk in his ways. And remember, only the kings had certain highways for safety reasons and normal people like you and I couldn't have ever gotten on it back in those days. But Jesus says, uh-uh, uh-uh. No, 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 no. He says, you need to understand, I invite you to get on my highway. Walk in my holiness. Walk in my ways. Get on my highway. Because when you get on my highway, you're not just going to find eternal life. You're going to find blessing right now and for eternity. My favor, if you walk in my ways, get on this highway. It's just not for kings. But how many know when you gave your life to Jesus Christ, he said that you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood is what he calls you when you get saved. A holy nation. How many thank God we are kings and priests unto God because of the blood of Jesus Christ and we walk on that highway now. Amen? So here's the deal. So many of you are going, oh man, this is too much for me because I just wasn't holy last night, Pastor Sam. You want to get there and some of you are going, Pastor, if I'm born again, then why, and Jesus lives in me, then why am I doing this stuff that I felt, when you talked earlier, Pastor, this condemnation I feel, why can I not get free? I'm going to talk to you a little bit for a moment of, Pastor, if I'm saved, then why am I still doing this? Now, I don't know if there's only two of us that would be here, just Brenda and me, because the rest of you, we're, we're the only ones struggling here. Line up, take a number, okay, everybody? Don't act so holy like you got it all together. None of, none of you have ever told your whole testimony yet, I promise. There's stuff God could unearth on us, but he does not because of his blood. Don't act so holy in this place. Can I go on now? Okay. Holiness doesn't come from me. It doesn't come from you. Holiness only comes from the one who is the holy one. His name is Jesus Christ. But he invites us into his holiness to walk in his way. Now, here's the deal. about Why is this deal holiness? Now, don't confuse holiness with just a way a person appears, okay? 
Because, you know, that you, I can get, I talked to you last week. We thought holy back in my day was holy was, you know, you didn't have any makeup on. Uh, uh, women all wore dresses. Uh, men, men didn't grow their hair long. I, I'm going to just tell you something. I was preaching in church one time when I first started in ministry. I was in my early 20s. And I got done preaching. I hear this guy yelling in the back of this little small church that I was in, just yelling at the pastor. And the pastor, I said, what's all that yelling back there? He says, it was you. Me? I said, what did I do? I just got done preaching. He said, it was you. What did I do? He said, it's your hair. I said, my hair? He goes, yeah, it's over your ears. My hair had come a little over my ears. Now, listen, man, I tell you, if, 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 it was, if that would get me into heaven, I'd shave the whole thing off. I'd just shave it off getting to heaven. But we thought it was the way you appeared, the way you look. No, it's to walk in who, he's, who he is. And here's why holiness is such a big deal to me that I walk in his way. Are you ready for this? Now, this is not in your notes, so you need to write it in your app. Write it down. Because pursuit of holiness makes you whole. We've got too many broken Christians some of you speak in tongues and you're still broke. You're still dealing with this proclivity toward a certain sin that Jesus set you free from. Stay with me, everybody. I talk fast and loud when I excite. I talk slow when I want to educate and make a point. Still prejudice against people. You're still cutting down the pastor's message after he was done. You still become judgmental. You're still lying on your IRS return and you speak in tongues. You're sowing discord in your family, but you love Jesus. Are you following me for a moment? What's happened is, is there's a broken part of your life that's broken. The pursuit of holiness, it's not that I, I don't do this and I don't do this. I don't, it is I follow Everything Jesus follows, and I go after the Holy One. When I pursue the Holy One, I'm going to tell you what happens. He starts making Sam Reifkogel whole, which is complete and not broken. Let me tell you what's happening to your, your, your pastor. His brokenness is being made whole, and he's being complete because he follows the Holy One. So I want you just for a moment, just take for a minute, would you just in your mind for a moment make a mental checklist of the places that you wish that you could do better in? If I could be better at this, Pastor, and don't make it about condemnation, but the things right now, I, I know, I know, you, you, you're, you, you, you know you, you, you're an intercessor, but you still can't fix that relationship with your daughter-in-law. That broken area of just, I just get so angry all the time. I, I don't know why I just blow, I, I, I just, I can't fix this part of my life. I want you to think of that place where you feel the brokenness. And as you pursue holiness, watch him make you become whole. Pursuing the Holy One. Okay, so let, let me start out. How many of you know that when God created, created us in the very beginning, when he created Adam and Eve, how many know he created them perfect? Perfect, naked and not ashamed. Whew. 
How many know you got to be pretty whole to be walking around naked and not feel ashamed? <laughs> okay, none of us are doing it this morning, amen, let me tell you. You got to be pretty whole with your spouse where you're not thinking, I got wrinkles, I got this, I got this, I got this. Oh no, I've got furniture disease. My chest is falling into my drawers. I don't want to be naked. I'm just going to tell you something. You've got to be, listen, you've got to be pretty whole and not broken. And it was because they were directly connected to the living, breathing, holy God that they were so complete. In fact, we were immediately at the very beginning, we were created whole and not broken. Wholeness was created at creation. Now, you're going to have to stay with me a little bit because we're going to take a dive in this and I'm going to help you with trying to bring back wholeness to the broken things even if you speak in tongues and you say, I really wish I could fix this in my life. How many are you ready for the journey? Let's go to Genesis 127. First of all, look at this. It says, God created man in his own what? His own image. In the image of God, he created him Male, let's get this clear, male and female, he created them. We now live in a culture where God, listen, sexuality is a sacred, holy thing. Being created a man or being created a woman is a holy thing because he created it. Anything he created is holy. Now, it's so distorted, we don't even know in our culture what is male and what is female? You would think it would be simple to figure it out that I've been born with the physicality that I know what I was made, but how could it get so distorted, so broken? I may even help some of you that are being challenged in your mind right now that you're starting to believe something as truth that is not truth because it's brokenness. It's brokenness. You were created whole. He created the male and female. Now, let's get to this created male and female. How did God bring life to them? The Bible says that God literally breathed into the nostril of Adam. The breath of God literally came into Adam. Now, watch this. Stop for a second. Everything God created, he created by his what? His words. Light, there were lights. Fish, there were fish. Trees, and there were trees. Everything was created by his word. Everything created by his word has to do what he told it to do, and it cannot disobey because it has no will. This is why in the morning, you don't have to get your cup of coffee in your robe and look to the eastern sky where the sun comes up and go, honey, let's speak in tongues. We need to command the sun to rise. Sunrise. You know why you don't have to? Because it was created by his word. It must do what he told it to do. But with you and me, he says, I want them to be like me with the ability to make a decision, a choice. And with every choice comes a consequence. The reason why love is love is because you can choose to love or not to love. You can choose to obey or not to obey. So if God didn't want to make you like a dog and he didn't want to make you like a tree or like a rock or like a sun that just does, we're little robots, what did he do? He made you uniquely like him and he breathed his breath into you whereby you had the same spirit, the spirit of God went into you whereby you have the decision to say yes or no to have a will. We're going to go to school for a little bit today, okay? 
So look what it says. Genesis, Genesis 2, 7 says this. And the Lord God formed man of the dust and the ground, and he did what? He breathed into his nostrils and the breath of life. It says, and the man became a, these are two important words, say it with me, living soul. This is so important. The Bible tells us that that Hebrew word for God's spirit is the word ruach. Ruach. It means in, in the very beginning when the world was without form or void. And it said the spirit of God, the Ruach God was over it. God breathed life. He formed this earth. Now watch this. When you go to Paul's words in, Gen, in 1 Corinthians 15, 45, he uses the same thing to affirm what Genesis, the scripture in Genesis we read. Watch this. He says, and so it is written, the first Adam was made a what, everybody? Living soul. That word ruach literally means to breathe or wind or to give breath into lungs. The Greek word in the New Testament that Paul used is the word suke. It means soul. So you just think soul. Well, just soul. He's got soul. He's a good soul. No, the word soul there for suke, hold on to this, because if you don't get this, you're going to miss the whole thing. If I'm born again, then why am I doing what I don't want to do? Watch this. The word suke there literally means mind, will, and emotions. It means mind your intellect. It means will your own volition, the ability to make a choice and a decision, and emotions, which are my feelings. Now watch this. When God created Adam, he actually breathed his spirit and life into Adam. Adam's spirit possessed God's spirit, the breath of God, the ruach of God. It went directly into him, and that brought life to his soul, a living soul, his suke, and to his physical body. Watch this. Man's being came alive with the very life of God. And you remember when Jesus said, you shall have life, life more abundantly? That Greek word for that life is the word zoe, which zoe literally means the God life. The God life, the kind of life God wants you, the highest form of life, the God life. That's what God created wholeness for Adam and Eve. Watch this. We have a problem, though. The problem is, is God wants us to be spirit-led people, not suke-led people. Now, let me go back for a minute again, okay? At creation, God put all that man needed into him to be whole and not broken. God gave him everything to be whole, perfect, and not broken. God created humanity with a spirit-to-spirit-God-spirit connection. That the Spirit of God came into the spirit of man with him. Now that Greek word pneuma, spirit, is the same word used like ruach. It means to breathe or to give breath, to give life or wind. God's holy breath or spirit was placed in Adam and they were one. So here's the deal. We were originally made to be joined and to live by God's very life-giving breath that is the way we were created to be. Oh. Now let's talk about this soul. He became a living soul. Mind, will, and emotions. It's important to know, watch this. It's important to know that Adam, for his mind, will, and emotions, that living soul, he received wisdom and understanding and logic from God himself. L let me show you what I mean. 
When you take that word logic in the Greek, it is the word logos. How many have ever heard that word before? It literally means word. It means logic. It means understanding. In the beginning was the word. It means word, means wisdom, logic. It means wisdom. So this means that God never intended for Adam to function intellectually apart from his influence and his wisdom and instruction. Some people said, you know, Adam and Eve, they just had a Bible like we had a Bible. They'd have never failed. They did have a Bible. It was only two verses. <laughs> and he couldn't get it right. Did you know that? He did have a Bible. God's wisdom, God's logic was to him Everything in this garden, you are free to enjoy this. Have a great time. But there's one thing. This one tree in the middle, this tree of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, do not eat it, for in the day you eat it, you shall surely die. Two verses, and he blows it. Can't you least memorize two verses? Watch this. So God gave him wisdom and logic, and he started giving wisdom and logic to name animals. He started knowing all these things. The, the wisdom and logic of God came to him. Watch this. Another, another word for God-based knowledge Adam had was in the Greek was, and you'll see this, and I'll show it to you in just a minute, was the word aletheia. Aletheia means truth. He didn't just have God's logic, he had God's truth. Now this is where we're getting so jacked up in our culture, where now truth has become relative. So, <laughs> stay with me. I know I'm going slow. I know I'm teaching here, but you need this. Aletheia is not just God giving you facts. Aletheia here means the reality lying at the basis or essence of something. It literally means the true and genuine reality. Let me say this again. It is the absolute true and genuine reality. So follow me. There is no truth without God since he created and is the basis for all reality. This is why you have humanists seeking to deny the existence of God. They will try to educate your children that there is no existence of God. Why do they do it? Here's the reason why. If you're going to say there's absolute truth, then absolute truth necessitates the existence of an ultimate authority. And if I have to admit there is an ultimate authority which fallen man does not want to do, then I must submit to that ultimate truth, the aletheia of God. That's why there's a fight to do everything in your power to say there is no God. Your universities are packed with it because once I do this, then I must admit there is an absolute truth and I must surrender to the one who is aletheia because he has all logos, wisdom, understanding, and logic. This is how Adam was created. He had the spirit of God. Are you following this? He had the logos, the knowledge, the intellect, and the wisdom of God. And he had the ultimate truth because he was the basis of all truth and reality. And guess what it equaled? When he got the pneuma of God, the spirit of God, he got the aletheia of God, he got the logos of God, it equaled one thing. The zoe life of God itself.
How many are getting my drift here so far? Or do I need to snow again? Getting this? Now watch this. That's how God created man. Spirit to spirit with ultimate, ultimate God life. So why are we so jacked up? Because wholeness was created by God. He put everything in us that we needed, but wholeness then became corrupted. So let me show you. Romans chapter 5, verse 12, look at Paul's, the Apostle Paul's word written, written to the believers there, and look what he says. He says, when Adam sinned, sin entered the whole world, okay? This is, this is not COVID where only, only a few people don't, everybody gets this one. The whole world. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone, and everyone sinned. Here's what happened. Something happened where God wanted man to be spirit-led, his spirit connecting with our spirit, but something dominated over the spirit. It's the soul, the mind, will, and the emotions. And when we do this, when we become suke soul-driven, that's when trouble begins to happen. Now watch. God intended for man to have the God kind of life by his spirit, by being connected to God's spirit, being connected to God's logos, being connected to God's aletheia, his ultimate truth, his wisdom, his knowledge, his intellect. So God intended for man's spirit to lead him, not to allow man's own suke, soul, his mind, will, and emotions to lead him. So Adam allowed, listen, here's what Adam did. How did Adam get into that sin? Here's what he did. Because Adam was a free moral agent, not like dogs or animals or trees, he could choose to make a decision. God says, that's why they're like me. And Adam chose and allowed his will and thinking, his soul and mind, his suke, to dominate his life, thus that led to the fall that we are still living in and it perpetuates and it is growing where not even people don't know their identity. Or their believers still steeped in sin. So here's the deal for you and me. All of humanity now lives dominated by this soul realm. That means instead of God thinking, now I'm led by human thinking. I'm led by human logic. And I'm led by my emotions and my will instead of what God feels. And I reject God's truth. I reject God's feeling. And I reject God's thinking and his logic and understanding. Because now suke is going to rule, not my spirit connected to God's spirit. How many are you with me? The image, watch this, the image and wholeness of God intended for humanity was tainted when sin came in. And Satan continues to do this to humanity. He's marring it, the images, and he's doing it. He's messing up people's identity, their significance, their purpose. And man would be forever. Listen, man is forever in this quest to regain his identity. Do you know why people are going after these things? They're trying to find what their spirit is hungering for, the true identity, the true reality. Why do you think they keep trying more things and try to say, I'm going to expand the boundaries of sexuality and, and go beyond God's word? Why do you think they pursue money, 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 fame, fame, fame? Because they're trying to find the identity that their spirit is crying out for as they were originally created. The reality is the things that they find is not enough. So the money's enough. So it doesn't make any difference how little or how much you have. It'll never be enough. 
They try to say, well, if I can just have sexual, physical gratification, that's enough. You can have sex any way you want, any kind of person you want. You can do all the crazy, wild things. You're still not going to be satisfied because your spirit is crying out for something more than that. It's with money, it's with jobs, it's with everything. Your soul's crying, it's crying, it's broken. It wants wholeness, so it's trying to find a repair, and it cannot. Some of you are getting healed right now. Right now. There is nothing that Sam Reifkoga can do to regain the identity that God intended for me in my pursuit of doing things out of my human intellect, my human emotions, and my human truth. You say, well, then where's the hope? How many thank God that God says, I can bring wholeness back to my people again? Right now. <laughs> oh, and some of you are going, you're out of your mind. You know why these people are clapping? These men and women are clapping because they have experienced those broken things are being restored. It may have not happened overnight, but they're seeing a restoration process happening. When you restore something, it's always better than it was in the original, when it originally started. When you restore something, it does always better than when it originally started. You don't believe me? Just don't look at our house. When we got that bad boy, 700 dead mouse carcasses in it. Two beehives in the wall. Two live bird nests in the wall. Vines had grown into the attic. You go over there now? Not a mouse going to make it in that place. <laughs> but you know what I had to do? We didn't know all the dead mouse carcasses until we started ripping out walls. And some of us just want to do a spiritual paint job and not rip into the walls. How did you know to rip in the walls? Because something stunk. I couldn't see it but I could sense it with my nose. That's right. And I wouldn't stop ripping until every bit of stink was gone. That's right. So I always look for stuff that stinks in my life. And I'm going to keep putting it in the way of the highway of holiness. What stinks? You say, what does that mean? If you find what stinks, you can get back to wholeness and brokenness being restored back to life. Okay, so how do I get wholeness complete, Pastor? Are you ready? Come on, we're coming in for a landing here in just a minute. I'm serious. I'm not joking. Romans 5.17, watch this. The sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness, means right standing, right standing with God, righteousness, for all who receive it will live in triumph, watch this, over sin, over the brokenness, and death through this one man, through this one man, what's his name, everybody? Jesus Christ. He is the wholeness. He is the Holy One who brings restoration. So what does he do? Christ is the one that restores me. Get on the highway, stay on the highway, stay in his lane. Watch this, 1 Corinthians 15, 45. Watch this, let's go back to what, what the Apostle Paul said. So it is also written, the first Adam, watch this, Adam, the first man, Adam became a living what? Soul. 
What's this part? This is talking about what Paul's talking about, the suke. He's being dominated by suke, soul, mind, will, and his emotions. His own intellect, his own understanding, and his own feelings are the ones driving the car on the highway. Got in trouble. But watch this. But the last Adam, speaking of Jesus Christ, came, watch this, became a what? A life-giving What's he doing? He's reconnecting God's spirit with Sam Reifkogel's spirit that Sam Reifkogel can start becoming what God intended again in the very beginning. So through Adam, through Adam, we lost Zoe life, the God kind of life God wanted us to have. We were alienated from God, and instead of functioning spirit to spirit with God, we started operating out of our suke, which God created. We started letting our mind, will, and emotions but Jesus came to restore Zoe to you, the life God intended. Lift your head up because he is restoring you back to life, the God kind of life. What do you mean, pastor? Jesus is the one that gives you the God kind of life back that you can overcome from your brokenness. You ready for this? That's why Jesus said this in John 10, 10. You ready for this? The thief comes to only steal, to kill, and destroy. That's Satan's objective. Anything you've got, he wants to steal, kill, and destroy. But he says, but I have come that you might have what? You may have life. And that word life there is the word zoe in the Greek, which is the God kind of life. And he says, you just don't have the God kind of life. You can have it more abundantly, abundant, overflowing life. So he restores Zoe. Jesus didn't just restore Zoe. He restored the spirit of God in you. Are you ready for this? Look at this. Remember, pneuma means God breath or he breathes in you through the Holy Spirit. Look at this. John 10, 20, verse 22. And with that, Jesus breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. This was after Jesus Christ resurrected the power of his blood and he breathed on them, which is the same thing like God did when he breathed the first breath into Adam's nostril, only he says, now I breathe the very life of the Spirit of God through my blood inside of you to now have an abundant life in me. You're coming back to life. Your spirit's coming back to life. Now, he says, I just don't want to give you that spirit, but he says, I want to give you the ability to have understanding, wisdom, and logic to navigate this world and to navigate your life. Watch this. Are you ready for this? Look what he says. Look what he says. John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And it says the Word dwelt among us and became flesh. That Word is Jesus Christ himself. He says, I am wisdom. I am understanding. I am logic. Follow me, and you will have the wisdom, the logic to do everything to overcome in life. Are you watching this? And then he's not just Logos, but he is absolute truth. He's the Aletheia. God's truth is, that's what God's truth is to us. Look what he said in John 14, 6. He says, I am, Jesus said this, not Sam Reifkogel, not, not the Southern Baptists, not the Assemblies of God. Listen to what he said. Jesus said, I am the way. And the truth, that word truth there in the Greek is the word aletheia. I am the creator and the basis for all reality and truth. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. So here's what he's saying. He's saying the logos of God and the spirit of God and following in my truth, he says, guess what? It enters into your suke. And now when your spirit hungers for this, now your spirit leads your soul, your mind, and will and emotions instead of your mind, will, and emotions being led by the spirit of darkness. 
Mm-mm. That's why he said in John 8, 32, he said, you shall know the truth, the aletheia, you shall know the truth, and that truth will set you free, is what he said. Out of brokenness into spiritual wholeness, keep going after God. So here's what he's saying. When Jesus Christ comes into my life and your life, you have the DNA. You have Jesus Christ's DNA. You have God's Zoe in you. You have God's Numa in you. But how many of you know we're not home free? When I gave my life to Jesus Christ, my spirit was immediately regenerated and brand new when I asked Jesus into my life. But I'm not home free. Because I've got a, I got a suke that Sam has allowed to be influenced by the wisdom, the knowledge, and the understanding from the world, the spirit of darkness. Christ followers go, well, if I'm saved, then why am I struggling, Sam? As saved Christians, we're still dealing with pride, we're still dealing with anger issues, and we're saved. The problem is, is my soul still carries a little bit of that old nature that wants to rise up again. While my spirit is brand new, regenerated through the power of Jesus Christ, I can still be a mess between my ears. At salvation, listen closely, when you got saved, you are a new creation in your spirit. You are brand new, holy before God. But your soul is being transformed by God. Big difference. Listen to me. Big difference. Your spirit is new when you give your life to Jesus Christ, but your soul is being made new. And get this, one day my body will be made brand new. It ain't going to happen here on this side of glory. I don't care how much kale I eat, how much I go to Planet Fitness, or how long I plan on fitness pizza in my mouth. I'm just going to tell you, you're going to need a brand new body. It's coming. Listen to me closely. That's the reason why the word salvation or saved or salvation is the word sozo, S-O-Z-O, which literally means I am saved, I am being saved, and I will be saved. My spirit is brand new, but I have been led and allowed my mind and my suitcase to dominate me, which keeps bringing me back into these old nature that I have to deal with. That's why Paul said in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, you need to write it down. He says, I beseech you therefore, brethren and sisters, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies of a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable act of worship. And then he says, but do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, your suke. He means keep on putting the word in you and keep on putting the word in you and you start becoming whole and you become, start overcoming those things that used to bind you before you got saved. You got to stay on the highway. My point is, is everything you need to be whole and live in wholeness is in Christ Jesus, and when you got born again, it's already in you. 1 Peter 1.23, I want to close with this. It says, for you have been born again, not of seed, which is perishable, but imperishable. That is through the living, watch this, and enduring word of God. The aletheia of God, the logos of God, not the seed that is going to perish of this world, but be influenced 
by the logos, the wisdom, the understanding, the intellect of God and by the absolute truth of his word. He said, this is what's going to happen. You will overcome through that. That word seed is the word spora or spore. It means seed. That means your spirit is loaded with the spore, the seed of God. His DNA is in you. And just like your DNA, dad, mom goes into the child you gave birth to. Everything they need is complete to be an adult and human. But when they're six months old, don't expect them to take out the trash and clean their own diaper. But how many know they have enough in them that they're going to grow to learn how to take a bath, go to the bathroom, and keep themselves clean? You hope it arrives before the junior high years because they can get real taint around 12 years old. How many of you following me? When you were born again, listen closely. When you were born again, everything that God had for you for wholeness was put in you when your spirit was rejuvenated. But don't do like the first Adam and allow your human logic and the world's logic and human, their understanding to start twisting your mind where you have lost your identity of who you are. But you keep his word in you. You stay on the highway of his word. You stay on the highway of his truth. And most of all, you stay on the highway of his presence because you've been, you've been connected spirit to spirit with God. And when you don't take care of that and renew your spirit, you're going to be struggling to make everything else somehow give you significance and purpose and identity. And it just fails. It will fail you. doesn't mean those things are bad. But they will fail you because they are not the life-giving spirit of God. Whew. You always remember growing up, you put on your mom's clothes, you put on your dad's clothes. You remember that? You were a little kid. <laughs> remember that? You put them on. They didn't fit then. But just because they didn't fit then didn't mean you stopped eating. Didn't mean you stopped playing sports, staying active. It means you stopped drinking water. You kept on eating. You kept drinking. You kept doing those things and your body began to grow and you started fitting into those clothes. When you were born again, he clothed you with his righteousness and his power and his authority. And you stay on that highway and you keep hungering for God. You keep following Jesus. You fail, you get up again. You go back to that word. When everybody challenges you, you stay with the word of God. When culture challenges you, you stay with God's word. And you'll grow up into those mighty things of God. Clothed in his righteousness, clothed in his significance, clothed in his purpose. And you take off those things that try to turn you away from him. How many thank God when we do that, we'll drink in the middle of a desert that's dry. Become just like him. Amen.